Bhagavad Gita is a book of mankind's collected experience of and answers to life's most basic questions. Who I am? From where do I come? What is my purpose and destiny? And most practically, how do I find happiness? These podcasts originate in the lectures of Neil Bhatt, a disciple of Swami Chinmayananda. They are presented here in 20 to 30 minute segments, each covering three of the Gita's 701 verses. Welcome to Gita Wisdom for Daily Living. We had been discussing Chapter 6, Dhyana Yoga, Yoga of Contemplation and Meditation. So, so far, we have seen in Bhagavad Gita that Bhagwan Lord Krishna is systematically demolishing our belief system about what is real and what is unreal. Who I am and who I am not. What makes me happy and what makes me not. How can I achieve happiness and how I can avoid sorrows. We have created a belief system who I am what is real, what is unreal, where my happiness lies. Bhagavan is demolishing that belief system very systematically. First thing said, that which remains constant in all three periods of time is real. That which is not constant in all three periods of time, which is past, present and future, is unreal. In other words, temporary. In this case, my Consciousness, Bhagavan said, is real. My equipment, my body, mind and intellect are unreal. In other words, they are temporary. They exist in time and space, but have no real relevance or no real reality. But consciousness is real. And therefore, who I am is my own consciousness. How do I change this paradigm about considering I am this body and this mind and this intellect to I am the pure consciousness is the journey. And Bhagavan said your tool is Karma Yoga. Start with Karma Yoga. That will liberate you from your limitations. Karmas are binding. Karma Yoga is liberating. Right now I think I achieve that liberation from all my limitations by working in this world. If I do good work and continuously working, I'll achieve that ultimate liberation. And Bhagavan said, no, you need to work in a manner of karma yoga. You act in this world in a way that you're not binding yourself to more desires and more vasanas. So that's karma yoga. And Bhagavan said, once you master your karma yoga, that you work selflessly. Selflessly in a sense, not associating this self with this body, mind and intellect, this limited being that I am, and work in this world selflessly, then I will achieve that vision of oneness. More I identify with my consciousness, more I will see the sameness everywhere. And therefore, I will start seeing everyone in this almighty, all-pervading consciousness. And I also see this consciousness in all beings. This consciousness, though it is undivided, it appears to be divided among people. So you see, with the sense of sameness, I will be able to associate with all beings and things in an appropriate relationship. So, Bhagavan said, acquire that vision of oneness. All 
in the supreme being and supreme being the supreme consciousness in all being and then bhagwan gave a new definition of yoga in this chapter he said dukkha sanyoga vyoga yoga sanyita know that detachment from the attachment to dukkha is yoga so the goal was set in chapter 2 that i now have to associate with that almighty all pervading consciousness which is the only reality everything else comes in time and space and then disintegrates including this universe this planet system this earth down to my body but the consciousness remains as the constant reality so i was listening to one of the physics seminars or the physicist arguing about what is real and what is not real and they were saying physics can explain everything so one of the guys said but we lied to you the one thing physics cannot explain yet is consciousness physics is trying to find consciousness emerging out of prakriti vedanta says the consciousness is very separate from prakriti and therefore we have purusha and prakriti But once you acquire that vision, and once you acquire that vision, you should be able to detach yourself from all the limitations and sorrows. So right now, I'm attached to my limitations, my sorrows. I'm always very aware about my limitations, even though I'm very proud of my capabilities and achievements. But I'm very aware of my limitations. I'm not. powerful enough i'm not strong enough i'm not tall enough all that which is occupying my mind is my limitations and not really my limitless capabilities so bhagwan said the dukkha sanyoga view achieving that state of detachment from the limitation limitations of this body limitations of this mind limitations of this intellect is your and bhagwan said that that can be only achieved by contemplation and meditation you have to make your mind steady you should make your mind steady to a point that it is like a flame of a lamp in a windless place there is no flickering flickering says right now my mind constantly doubts whether this is true or not even though i had been learning bhagavad gita for all these years is it really true that consciousness is all pervading and i'm nothing but consciousness but once it that mind has to be steady without having any doubts or without flickering without running around in different thoughts we learned the whole art of meditation but at the end of the day bhagwan said he who sees sameness of the self and because of that the equality in all being is a supreme yogi and this is where arjuna started question arjuna say first of all i don't see this mind which is very restless can be steady to a point where it will be focused on the one idea and one idea alone that i am the supreme consciousness i don't see that is going to happen because my mind when i try to focus on one thing it will run away to the other thing and this is very common experience even though we have decided i'm going to think about this particular thought 
mind will just run out to the next thought and the next thought. This famous story about the king who was bold. He said, if anybody can cure my boldness, then I'll give half my kingdom. Finally, one guy comes and says, I have this medicine. And it is sure to work on you. Apply that at night before you go to sleep and don't think about it. And if you can do that, you will get rid of the boldness. You will grow hair. And obviously, King found out that's not possible. More you think about not thinking about monkey, your mind thinks about monkey. The mind continues to wander around and therefore Arjuna said, I don't see any practical use of this knowledge because I don't see this mind can be controlled. In response to that, Bhagavan said, you are right. The mind is very powerful and very difficult to control. However, it can be tamed by abhyasa and vairagya, by practice and detachment. So this theme is quite common in Bhagavad Gita we have seen so far. That anything can be achieved by practice. No matter how impossible it seems, it can be achieved by constant practice. By persistence, we can achieve anything that we want to achieve. Now this can be also applicable in our day-to-day life. Anything can be achieved if you practice enough. But then the next thing is vairagyena, by detachment. You have to detach from something you do not want to engage into. If I do not want to engage into dukkha, I want to detach myself from dukkha. So therefore, dukkha sanyoga, yoga, yoga sanyoga. Learning to detach from things which are unnecessary and painful and are not belonging to me is yoga. All sorrows and limitations in my life belong to my body or my mind or my intellect. They do not belong to me. Mind is sick, my body is sick, my intellect is not functioning. But I am who I am is different than that. And Bhagavan said, once you achieve that siddhi, that awareness, then you have achieved yoga. And that yoga is very dear to me. So Bhagavan said, yes, it can be achieved. Many people achieved in the past and you also can achieve by constant abhyas and detachment from that which is unreal. And then Arjuna obviously has different doubt which we have seen in the last few verses. He said, okay, if that's the case, maybe I don't have enough time. I don't have enough time to do that practice. But I have complete faith in this knowledge. I have complete faith in teachings which you just taught. But what happens to me if I don't achieve that final siddhi and the mastery in this art of controlling my mind? Will, will that be not a complete loss for me because neither I have achieved any good in my day-to-day life nor have achieved the liberation from, from this sansara. And in response to that, Bhagavan said, Sri Bhagavan Vajra, Partha na eva iha, na amutra vinasaha tasya vidyate, nahi kalyana krutkaschit, durgatin tadagachati. This is probably the most optimistic verse in Bhagavad Gita or in 
all our scriptural literature. This gives a complete reassurance that whatever I have done so far, no matter how insignificant it is, from the perspective of my final goal of liberation, it is not going vain. I may not be the great master. Uh, I have not learned how to meditate properly. I am not a perfect yogi. However, I have complete faith. I have faith in this science and I have been working. No effort goes in vain. Everything that you have done so far is in your bank account. And not here, not here after Amutra. Vinasa He is not going to have woeful ending. He is not going to be destroyed. Nahi One who is following the path of good, one who is following the path of evolution, he will never be devolved into lower state of existence. This is a complete reassurance that we are not going back to another yoni or species. I am not going to come back as a cat or a, or a mouse or, or a bacteria or a virus. Bhagavan said there is always a forward-looking path. There is no backward-looking path. Once I graduate from high school, I never go back to elementary school. When I get, graduate from university, I don't go back to high school. That never happens. And therefore, Bhagavan said you should never worry about all your efforts you know, performed in right field will ever be lost. Then Swamiji points out that Bhagavan calls Arjun, Oh, my son. And with a very fatherly love. I also learned from Ramakrishna's Gita that actually is word for father in Sanskrit. And it explains that why it is used as a son here is because the father who is the almighty, all-pervading consciousness has become this little ego which is suffering. And is trying to now achieve back the same state of fatherhood. In that sense, Bhagavan said, Oh, my son, one who is doing good, he will never be destroyed. His actions will never go in vain. And therefore, you should never worry about it. Never have that backward-looking attitude. Always have a forward-looking attitude. Because you are only going to go forward from here and not backward. Then he says, Prapyaha punyakritam lokano usitva saspratihi samaha Suchinam Srimatam Gehe Yoga Burstav Abhijayate. Clear path is shown here. And once again, Bhagavan introduced or reintroduced the idea of reincarnation. If I don't have enough time in this life, because my body is now deteriorating, is going to be deteriorated before I can practice enough and die, the Bhagavan said that you will come back. But before you come back, you will achieve this plane of consciousness which gives you all the happiness that you will look at. So there are two reasons why a yogi who is constantly practicing this yoga falls from his practice. One is his still desire for bhoga. So all of us, even though we want to achieve that final liberation, but I still want to enjoy all the good things in life. But once it is such a yogi, because I have a lingering desire 
to enjoy this good life and therefore I could not practice the yoga completely and ran out of time. Bhagavan said, you will get ample time to enjoy all the happiness that you are desiring. Prapya punyakritam lokan, that yogi will attain the plane of consciousness of punyakritam, of the righteous people. Or that plane of existence where only righteousness exists. There is nothing but happiness there. And there he will enjoy that happiness for a long period of time. Saswati hi sama. Saswati actually means unending. It seems unending when we are enjoying it. seems unending. Suchinam srimatam gehe yoga prasto vijayate. But there is always an end to enjoying happiness. At the end of that period, when I have exhausted my punya, and I am no longer eligible to stay in the Punya Kritam Loka because I exhausted all the vacation which I earned. I have to go back to work again. And therefore, Bhagavan said, Suchinam Srimatam Gehe Yoga Brasto Vijayate. But he will be put in a, in a very conducive environment so that he can continue practicing his path. Whatever he was trying to achieve before he was fallen from grace. Another opportunity in a better environment, with a more conducive environment. Suchinam Srimatam Gehe. You will take birth in the house of, in the family of pure and wealthy. That will facilitate his efforts in the pure environment that he will have. So that's, that's the one condition we are saying that yogi has fallen from his path because of his lingering desire to enjoy happiness. But then there are other types who have no desire, such as we have seen in Nachiketa and Kathopanitha. He said, I have no desire to enjoy any of that. Jesus Christ, I am not interested in any one of them. Such a yogi, when he runs out of time in this life, he doesn't waste any time to the Punyakutam Lokam to enjoy happiness or any of that. Atva yoginam evakule bhavati dhimata. Such a person has no time to waste. I completed one project, I don't have time to take vacation, I'm going to do the next workaholic. He wants to continue working in what he's trying to achieve. Such a yogi will not waste any time in going to the Punya Loka, Swarga Loka, or any of that. He will go straight to Yogi Nam Ivaku in the family of the great yogis who are wise people and he will have conducive environment. To start his practice right away. Etaddi durlabhataram loke janma yadidrasham. Really, this type of birth is very rare. Therefore, we see very rarely people right from the childhood have these tendencies like Ramana Maharshi or Jesus Christ, all other great people from Vivekan. This tendency from the childhood, Bhagavan Sankaracharya, this type of birth is very rare. However, the central message is your efforts and never go in vain. And I'll stop right here. If you find this podcast helpful, please support it by donating any amount by going to the episode's website at neilbutt.podbean.com or at chinmaya.com.
richmond.org thank you om sarve bhavantu sukhina sarve santu niramayaha sarve bhadrani pashyantu ma kaschit dukha bhag bhavet om shantihi 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 harihiyo shri gurubhyo namaha harihiyo